Hello, and either welcome or welcome back to the Jen the Libertarian podcast. If you do like this, please rate, comment, and subscribe. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and on my Patreon page. So remember how at the top of the last podcast, I told you guys that this week would not be on our regular normal schedule because I would be going out of town because I would be in Dallas at YAL's Mobilize 2020 event. Scratch that. Obviously, as I'm sure everybody is already aware, I am not in a hotel room in Dallas. I am in my apartment in Atlanta because Mobilize 2020 did get canceled. However, I am not alone on this episode. I did get a chance to speak briefly to Cliff Maloney, who is the president of YAL, and he kind of gives me the breakdown of what exactly transpired to get us to the events of this week to Mobilize being canceled and kind of the situation around that and a lot of the the infuriating situation around that, to be completely honest. I mean, I'm I'm bummed. I, you guys know I was looking forward to this. Like I was really excited. Like the flight was booked. Everything was good to go. And then Monday night, it was like the plug got pulled. So we'll go ahead and get into my discussion with Cliff. And then afterwards, I'm going to come back and give you guys a little bit more of my thoughts on the situation and also kind of explain to you guys why I was so excited to be going in the first place and why I'm like really, really just bummed and pissed and just, ugh. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into my conversation with Cliff. So today I'm talking to Cliff Maloney, who is the president of YAL. And first of all, I'll ask, although I already know the answer to the question, how are you doing, Cliff? <laughs> I'm doing all right. We've uh, we've had an interesting uh, 48 hours. Happy to dive in with you, but uh, trying to trying to make lemonade here out of lemons. And uh it's, it's been a fun time. Ask me how I'm doing in about 48 more hours and we'll see where we're at. Uh, just to make sure everybody is kind of caught up and up to speed on everything that happened prior to the events of this week so that we can understand the events of this week. Explain to people kind of the long, strange trip that Mobilize 2020 has had over the past couple of months to get to where we are now. Yeah, so it's been very interesting. Uh, Mobilize 2020 is Young Americans for Liberties pretty much premier training event of the year. Um, plan on having 1,400 students, about 100 elected officials, including uh, South Dakota Governor Christy Noem, Congressman Justin Amash, Congressman Thomas Massey, Senator Rand Paul, and about 50 to 100 others. Um, so we were pretty excited about it. It's, uh, it's, our, it's our attempt and our, our big event to, to train our students so that they're ready to go back to campus in the fall and ready to participate uh, when it comes to the general election this fall. And so how it, how it kind of played out was we originally scheduled, uh, beginning of the year, we announced that this was going to be Mobilize 2020 in Austin, Texas. That's where our headquarters are. And so we were going to do it in downtown Austin. And uh, once COVID started to break back in March, the, the uh, Austin mayor started to play a lot of politics. Um, and you could tell right away he was kind of, you know, uh, letting out some statements to say, you know, he was going to be very strict about what was allowed and he was kind of dic- dictator-like. Uh, in, in, in trying to decide who could meet, what business could happen, where you could go if you could leave your house, et cetera. And so we said very quickly, you know what, let's look at alternatives. We looked at alternatives in Texas, Dallas being extremely pro-business. Uh, we decided and we announced um, in June that uh, we were going to officially move the event to to Dallas, August 6th, 7th and 8th, which is, um, you know, uh, happening now. So that's been interesting uh, to say the least. And what happened was for the past month, 
Uh, we have been working with the uh, Omni Hotel. They've been fantastic, to be very clear, but they kept getting different demands from the city. You know, first it was, hey, we need to look at your maps for social distancing and your capacity limits. Then it was, okay, those that travel together need to room together. So we said, okay, travel mates will be roommates, et cetera, et cetera. Then they said, you can't do a buffet style. You have to box all your lunches. We said, okay. Then they said, you got to give everybody a mask. We said, okay, we'll do that. So we got masks printed that said, uh, you know, liberty once lost is lost forever, which uh, I wore yesterday. And some people were commenting, if anybody wants one, we'll, we'll get you the link to, uh, to check those out and, and get them from the YAL store. But anyway, what happened was uh, even a, a week ago, they signed off on everything. The fire marshal said everything's good to go. And we didn't hear anything. Uh, and so all of a sudden on Monday, our loading van uh, the, at the loading dock, our, our AV equipment, you know, we have an 18-wheeler that, that showed up with all of our stuff, uh, all of our staging, all of our pipe and drape, our banners, our, our name badges, all the signage. They're at the loading dock. And uh, the city called the hotel and uh, the health secretary told the uh, Omni that they were invoking force mayor uh, because of health concerns. And so they were canceling the event. No conversation, no dialogue, no, you know, hey, can we get some more details? Nothing. Um, and it's very difficult for us because this is 72 hours before the event is supposed to kick off. And, you know, look, you would have canceled this a couple of weeks ago. I would have been very pissed off, but I would have at least said, OK, we're not out a couple hundred thousand dollars in costs that we can't recover. And so now it's a it's a tough spot to be in. And so that's kind of where we stand today. I'm happy to dive in on on uh, anything there. But but those are the, the facts kind of uh, chronologically. Yeah. And I got the news Monday night that the event was canceled and profanity ensued. But. I want to make very clear for everybody listening to this, that this was not YAL's decision. This was not Omni Hotel's decision. This was the, was the city of Dallas's decision to shut this down. So has Dallas given any kind of explanation, especially given the fact that both YAL and Omni Hotel were willing to comply with whatever mandates they put in place? Why did they still cancel this? And especially, why did you wait until like, like Monday, like this is supposed to be happening on Thursday. We find out on Monday, like that's just a dick move to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, that's... No, that's uh, that's the word I would use too. I mean, it's uh, if you find out, Jennifer, let me know. I mean, we've heard nothing else. We put inquiries in. There's some FOIA requests out. We're looking at litigation. I mean, everything's still on the table. And here's the frustrating part. There are protests that have gone on in Dallas. You know, there were 40 straight days of protests. Um, and here's the thing. Let me be very clear about this. I'm totally cool with peaceful protests. I'm totally cool with people assembling, right? I mean, that's the libertarian in me, right? Like, what? that's not what I'm objecting to. What I'm objecting to is the hypocrisy of the mayor and the city officials who do nothing and say nothing and are totally A-OK with protests that are happening in the city. But when 1,400 YAL students want to peaceably get together for an educational training event and, most important part, comply with all of the regulations, regardless of whether you think some of them are egregious or over the top. That's not what I'm here to debate. Okay, we agreed to comply with all of them. And I was getting crap for that. <laughs> Let me make a point here. I mean, you know, some people were upset that we agreed to comply. But we agreed to comply because I wanted to have the event. I thought the value of having the event over the event being canceled the training, it's such, it's such a, a pivotal point of our mission statement. And so I valued having the event. 
But that's the frustration is the double standard in government uh, or, or the hypocrisy, if you will, of these leaders who will let certain things happen and then not let us have our event. And look, people say, well, how can you prove it's politically biased? From what I just said, how can you decide that certain ideologies can get together and can push their ideas and others can't? So once again, I'm not arguing we should have been shut down and they need to shut down the others. I'm arguing let people come together, let them do it in a safe manner, but don't decide who can congregate and who can't, especially when there's clear ideological differences um, that seem to be splitting those they're allowing versus groups like ours who they're shutting down. And there's also the issue, too, of the fact that this is the city of Dallas stepping into what was a private agreement between YAL and the Omni Hotel. Like, everybody was fine. Everybody was on board. Everybody was cool. Like, the hotel was fine. I can't speak for every single attendee going, but personally, I would have been fine. Like, I know about the mask requirements in Texas now. You have to wear them whenever you are out in public, whatever counts as public. I mean, sure, social distancing, we'll do the temp checks, we'll do the sanitation, whatever, fine. Let people go if that's what they choose to do. And so now, and as far as I can tell, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dallas doesn't have any restrictions on indoor events. The only restrictions I've been able to find are on outdoor events, which somebody's going to have to explain that to me in like very small <laughs> words because I don't, I, I don't understand that. But it's not illegal right now, or at least against any regulations, to hold an indoor event in Dallas, correct? Spot on. You are exactly correct. Another reason for our frustration. Look, if there would have been some sort of mandate, you know, or something that came down, I'm not saying I would have agreed with it, but at least it would have been a rational, uh, you know, something that made sense. That's what's difficult for us is, you know, here's the question, the two words, what changed? What changed? Between three weeks ago, when they said you have to do this social distancing, and we said yes. What changed You know, between two and a half weeks ago, when they said you guys have to box your lunches or wear masks, or you have to have travel mates be roommates? You know, The mandates from up high from the governor happened long before any of these approvals. And so that's what's frustrating is it is completely legal, even though there's some arguments about you know, whether the mandates are constitutional in general, but even under the current mandates regardless of whether you agree with them or not, it's legal for us to hold our event. So I'm not happy with Governor Abbott's mandates, to be very clear. And this is what happens, especially when so-called conservatives, you know, put things out that limit your liberties, is, you know, Democrats will hide behind it. Um, and you can look at that, and I don't want to say that, you know, with every single statement, but, I mean, when you, when you put something out that erodes on liberties, people will use it to kind of hide behind their decisions. Um, and so I'm guessing that's what the hotel is thinking is that, you know, due to the government governor's mandates um, or the city, that, that, that that's why this was done. But no mandate was different. There was no change between when they approved it and the date of our event and when they canceled it. There was no change. So that's the big question you do have to ask. You're exactly right. What changed? It was completely legal. We worked with them, but they still did not let us have the event. Yeah, and it's, it's also a, a situation where, like, I'm not mad at the hotel because I can understand their position, too. Like, if the city is telling you that you have to shut down an event, like, what what choice do they have? But this is also, to, to think about it from another way to make everybody mad, this is costing a lot of people a lot of money, including the hotel. Because, I mean, like you said, we're talking probably close to roughly, what, about 2,000-ish people altogether going to stay at the hotel, which... 
not a lot of people are traveling for leisure right now, so that's a lot of revenue that they just lost. And now you're out a bunch of money because you can't get those deposits back because they waited until Monday to say something. And it's just like, this is, I don't understand this. And I do think that Dallas owes you an explanation for this. I mean, look, you're talking about, I would argue, a million dollars worth of revenue, right? Um, you're talking about jobs. I mean, all of the different people working at the hotel, all of the different people working in food services, um, the travel, you know, everybody coming in on airplanes, on buses, on, you know, trains, driving in. I mean, you know, this is commerce, right? And this is the problem with America right now is um, we, we, we keep thinking we need more money. No, we need more commerce. And I'm all for doing it safely. Jennifer, I have to continue to say that. Like, I'm all for doing it safely. I'm not some radical. I'm not saying this virus is not real. A virus is a virus. You need to take it seriously. I've had family members with COVID-19. I've had different people in my life that I love and respect. And yeah, people have really struggled with COVID-19. Don't get me wrong. It's a virus. The question is, how are we going to respond to it? And when you have 1,400 young people who are practically not even on the charts when it comes to, uh, you know, concerns with COVID-19, um, you're telling them they can't come together in a safe, compliant way. It's just frustrating. Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. And I was, I was sad. I was bummed out because this is just one more thing that got canceled for me this year in a long string of things where I have tried to go places and do things and it has just not worked out. But before I let you go and just to kind of pivot to maybe a happier topic, but kind of still staying with the, the theme of trying to reach out to young people and mobilize them and get them trained. And also as far as like YAL's normal, outreach and recruitment that normally happens on college campuses. Um, It looks like this year, campus life is going to be either extremely restricted to non-existent, depending on the university in question. So what are the plans to kind of continue doing YAL's work, given the fact that we can't really do the public gatherings anymore, or at least not for right now? Yeah. So let me share with you two things. One, uh, let me start with Yao has continued to adapt as needed. I mean, our objective is to recruit as many young people to the principles of liberty as possible, right? Um, and then obviously, you know, through Operation Went at the Door, we go out and try to find liberty legislative candidates and, and get them elected, people who truly believe in the principles of liberty. Um, and that's kind of on, you know, our, our, our political side. But what I'll say to you is the, the silver lining is we've continued to move from you know, and adapt with all of the, the, the schools getting canceled. You know, we're doing a lot of online outreach. Um, we're, we're really trying to engage with young people. I mean, we've seen a, a significant uptick when it comes to Facebook, Twitter, uh, when it comes to using Instagram to try to not just put out content, but to engage with folks, right? So we've, we've made adaptations there. I keep mentioning the silver lining. Well, here it is. The fact that campuses are closed, okay, October 1 through November 3rd is our general election deployment. You want to talk about typically general elections are tough for us um, because it's during the school year. right? I mean, you know, how do you get a college student to take 30 days? Usually we have to find recent graduates. We get to find people taking a semester off or online students. And we've got a, a great network, so we're able to usually fulfill that. But you want to talk about, I mean, we are getting applications left and right because people's schools are canceling or they're saying, hey, we're doing everything online. So they can be anywhere in the United States and, and, and fulfill their classes, right? They've got a much more flexible schedule. So I think the silver lining for us is now 
we have all of these people um, who are just ready to go. Um, and so I need two things. I need candidates and I need money. Um, cause we always say, yeah, we've got three buckets. We've got door knockers. We do that through all of our campus operations. We've got uh, candidates. We're looking for viable principal Liberty candidates, regardless of party. I've endorsed uh, independent candidates. I've endorsed Republicans. I've endorsed libertarian party candidates. Um, I get a lot of crap from a lot of people. I get a lot of crap from Republicans cause we've endorsed libertarians. I get a lot of crap from libertarians because we've endorsed Republicans and, uh, the independents, you know, they, they're just looking for something to complain about. But, um, you know, I mean, and I'm open to endorsing a Democrat. People tell me I'm nuts for that. But if you have a Democrat who's going to limit the size and scope of government that believes in free markets, civil liberties and peace, if they're principled and viable at the state level, we'll support them. So, you know, it's tough for people to be OK with that because of the tribalism and, and parties reign supreme to a lot of people. And I get that. There's passion there. Um, but we have a strategy. And if I can elect 250 Justin Amash, Thomas Massey types by the end of 2022, I think we change the country. I really do. I think it's an infrastructure and a structural change at the foundation that we need. So that's my silver lining is that the campus being closed. Yes, we need to move online and we need to continue to reach young minds and get them involved. But man, has it opened some opportunities for us when it comes to this general election. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that you guys are adapting. And I do think digital is going to be huge this election year for everybody, just because obviously you can't hold in-person rallies or events. So everybody's going to kind of have to pivot to digital the best way they can. And also you do have kind of that, that being able to be on the ground as much as people can. I mean, I know everybody's situations are different and different places have different restrictions about what you can and cannot do in public. And that's a whole whole nother ball of wax, but I'm going to go ahead and let you go because I know you've got places to be. So go ahead and plug anything that you want to go ahead and plug. Yeah, well, I would just tell people once again, go to yaliberty.org. Uh, you can check us out on social media as well. Young Americans for Liberty at YA Liberty. Um, but really, look, I mean, if people out there believe in the principles, we want to give you an outlet. Um, I think one of the things is a lot of people get excited um, they get really, really tuned in. They start to read. They start to do deep dives and they, they find certain issues they care about. You know, use Young Americans for Liberty as your outlet. Uh, I really like to take that passion and use it to be effective. And our tagline is to make liberty win. And that's what we're trying to do every day. And uh, we'd love for people to get involved. We're playing the long game. It's not a shiny object. It's hard work. But uh, like I said, if we can get 250 Justin Amash, Thomas Massey types elected by the end of 2022, I think you've got to change in this country. And Jen, I appreciate everything you do here uh, to get the word out and to spread the message, because that's what all this is about. It's about the principles. And I think people lose sight of that. But uh, I think the principles that we are talking about and the principles that we promote, uh, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful message that could bring about the most prosperity to the most amount of people. And I don't think we can ever forget that. Agreed. And so at this point, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. So thank you so much for sitting down with me, Cliff, and kind of explaining what the heck happened over the past week and what is going to be going on in the future. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. So let me go ahead and preface this part by saying, I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Cliff and I hope that was illuminating for you and kind of let you know exactly what happened behind the scenes that caused Mobilize to be canceled or really actually not know what happened behind the scenes because we still don't entirely know why the city of Dallas decided that we couldn't have mobilized despite everybody being on board, everybody agreeing to everything. Anyway, hopefully 
one day we will get an explanation because I feel like, like I said, that YAL is owed an explanation for this. I mean, they're out a lot of money. Like you waited to the last minute to say something. And it wasn't a situation where anybody was like trying to buck up or show their ass or anything and be like, well, we're not going to comply with all your mandates. Like everybody was willing to comply. So I really do think that an explanation is in order. But here are a little bit more of my expanded thoughts. And I hadn't really mentioned this or talked about it before because just, I don't know, sometimes people are kind of weird and funny about certain things. I don't know why, but obviously if I would have went to mobilize, this would have became abundantly obvious anyway, just due to the content that I was putting out. Um, I wasn't going as just an attendee. I was going as a guest. Like YAL was paying to fly me out and put me up in a hotel room and record during mobilize. So this was kind of a situation where this is a little more, I don't want to say personal because that's not exactly the tone I want to take, but this was obviously a big opportunity for me. This is the first time that anybody had like reached out to me and been like, hey, we want you to attend our event. We're going to pay for you to come out and for it to be YAL, which I mean, they're a huge organization. They do massive fundraising. They're massively popular. Like that was a big deal to me. Like, I was really looking forward to that. Like, I thought, like, wow, like, I never thought, like, for anybody to fly me out somewhere and put me up and, like, want me to record and make content at their event. Like, I never thought, like, YAL would be the first organization to reach out to me to do that. So I was just, like, extremely flattered and extremely honored. And I do want to extend a big, 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 big thank you to them for inviting me out. And like I've already reached out to them, if in the future we do ever get to have events, I would gladly attend one of their events. I was, it was just a big deal for me. And if we're being completely honest, which I mean, might as well go ahead and say this, even though it's, it probably sounds a little crass to some people, but whatever, it is what it is. I mean, that was a big opportunity for me, like podcast wise too. I mean, that's a big deal like to go somewhere and to officially like record under that banner. And that's a lot of attention to my podcast. So this is something that is kind of costing me something by not being able to go like this is, this is materially costing me something. So I feel a certain sort of way about it that I don't necessarily feel like when I couldn't go to LP National in Austin or I've had to cancel any of my other trips to New York or anything like that. Like those were things that I was going to on more of like a leisure type thing. Like LP National, I was I was going as an attendee. I wasn't going as a guest. So yeah, I, I feel differently about this. And I'm I'm really I'm I'm really mad because this is like I said, this is costing me something. And I was really looking forward to being able to go somewhere, anywhere, and also to finally like meet some people that I've known. I say this in air quotes because I know people on the internet for years and finally actually be like to meet somebody face to face and be like, yes, I actually know that person. We've actually been in the same room. So it's just, it sucks. It really, really fucking sucks. And I don't, like, I don't understand why the city of Dallas pulled the plug on this. And I mean, I'm, I I understand what Cliff's saying. And at some point you do kind of have to question motivation, especially when you look at what is and is not allowed to go on. And just like Cliff, and I've said this before 
plenty of times on the podcast. I've done a whole podcast about how I feel about protest. I am all for peaceful protest. I am all for people peacefully gathering, letting it be known, your grievances against your government. I'm, I'm good with that. I've attended a protest. I'm, I like the idea of peaceful protest. I, I mean, that's how you can affect social change. And I'm also a big fan of gatherings like YAL like any anything really where people get together and you can discuss whatever it is you want to discuss obviously at mobilize we'd be talking about obviously mobilizing young people to get them either out canvassing get them out like poll working get getting candidates promoted all of that and that was it was a really good lineup this year like there was a ton of people there that I was looking forward to meeting like I'm so mad now, especially right now that Justin Amash has apparently just decided to completely unload on Twitter. Like if I was there right now and he was going to be there, I would be like chasing him down, trying to get an interview on Mike to figure out, dude, what are you doing? It's so awesome. But what are you doing? Tell me, tell me what the plan is. But now obviously I can't do that. And I did have content already scheduled through YAL officially and also I was going to try to get some kind of off-schedule stuff with different people because they would be there. I was going to bring my own recording equipment and try to record some episodes. Um, one of the episodes I will actually still be doing next week. So, I mean, I, I can salvage some of that. But still, I was it's, it's stupid. Like, I don't understand why it was canceled. And I think to just do that and not say anything... And especially waiting to the last minute, like, okay, if Dallas wants to have a problem with it, fine. They've known for two months that this was going to be taking place. You could have said something before fucking Monday. Like, seriously? Really? Really? You waited until the Monday before the event to say something. And also, like I pointed out in my conversation with Cliff, there was nothing that was illegal that was going to be happening or anything against any mandate because Dallas does not have any mandates on indoor gatherings. They have a cap of 100 people for outdoor gatherings, which I don't understand that. It's a lot easier to socially distance outdoors than it is indoors. So this just seems a little ass backwards to me, but hey, that's their rules. But if you have a problem with indoor gatherings, ban them like across the board. Just say so. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, YAL did nothing wrong. Omni Hotel did nothing wrong. Everybody was willing to do whatever it is that they had to do. And I'm sure, I am sure, because I know libertarians and I know conservatives and Republicans, people would have bitched about it. I know that. People would have bitched about the face masks. People would have bitched about social distancing. But you know what? This is what it is. And if you want to attend the event, then you can either do it or not do it and not attend the event. And I'm sure everybody attending the event would have been perfectly understandable of that and that the whole reason why YL was agreeing to do it that way was to hold the event so you could choose to attend you could choose not to attend everybody that was going was choosing to nobody had a gun held to their head and was like you have to go and you have to do these things like it's just that was your choice it was people freely choosing to go to a place that was perfectly happy to host them to attend an event that the promoters and organizers were perfectly happy to put on. So I don't even understand why the city of Dallas has anything to say about it in the first place. Because like I said, it's not illegal. So what? what is your problem? Like what? Like I don't, I don't get it. So 
hopefully maybe one day we'll have an explanation. I mean, and, and like Cliff said, they are exploring legal options to try to find out what can be done because they're out of a lot of money. You know, it, it costs a lot of money to put on these events, especially huge events. Like, this is not cheap. Like, I just, uh, it's so sad. I, I saw, I saw when Reason did their interview with Cliff, he was citing $200,000 as the amount of money that YAL is out. And that's a lot of money. I mean, even for an organization like them who do have a very strong fundraising base, that's still a lot of money to be out. And it's almost, it's not even like it's about the money, really. It's about the principle of the thing. Like, you already had people coming in to Dallas. Like, you already had people there. You were already setting up. Like, it's just, uh, uh, it's infuriating. I'm so mad and sad about it. And it's just, uh, so much, so much lost opportunity. And on that topic, um, watch this space because I may be writing about it and I might have some good news to give you guys in the next week or two on the topic of me writing. So keep an eye out for that. But at this point, I am going to go ahead and wrap this up. So if you did make it this far, thank you for listening as always. And if you do like this, please rate, comment, and subscribe. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and on my Patreon page. Take care and until next time.